What's up, everybody? My name is James York, and this is the B Podcast. The story behind the name B is that I'm a hip-hop head. Comments album B is my favorite album of all time. It's a timeless album about life and stepping into who you really are. And that's what this podcast is all about, to just be. To be you, to be great, to be the best version of yourself. Over the years, I've read hundreds of books and articles on self-help and becoming the best version of myself. I've had over a thousand hours of therapy and coaching, and as I go through this personal journey of becoming my highest self, I want to invite you to join me. Together, we will learn and grow each day, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially, all while showing compassion and empathy to others, and having a little fun along the way. I'm no expert, but if I can learn something new and help you to grow, that's why I intend to do it. Thank you for listening to the Beat Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Beat Podcast. I'm your host, James York. I hope everybody is having a great week so far, man. We're going to get right into it. Um, Today is my top five books that helped me grow. Um, I really wanted to talk about this topic um, just because... People reach out sometimes and ask, you know, what what type of literature, what type of books, what type of articles can I use to help me in this growth, this level up process? So I came up with the top five um, for myself that I've actually used to, to help me grow over the past, man, five, 10 years. Um, some of these books I've read when, when I was in my 20s and some just as recent as this year. So. Um, I'm going to give you a list of the top five and how they grow and what area they help me to grow in. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. I hope you guys apply this episode to your life and can find some type of meaning, some type of purpose in, in what I'm giving you. So the first book that that I will put on my list, and this is a, a book that kind of really introduced me to um, financial literacy, financial growth, is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. By Robert Kawasaki and this is under the realm of financial growth and I learned the concept of financial freedom through this book I didn't know anything about financial freedom I read this book when I was maybe 23 24 my mom gave it to me when I was in college and of course I was busy doing other stuff partying going out I didn't take time to actually read it let it resonate I skimmed through it but when I was broke had no money I was overdraft and had nothing else to do. I actually sat down and I read this book and it resonated so much because it really talked about how the school system and the education system is pretty much geared against us when it comes to financial literacy and when it comes to getting rich. They tell us to go to school, get a good education, go to college, accrue more debt, and then get out of college, work for somebody, get a high paying job working for somebody else's dream and then retire at 62, 63 years old um, and to not really enjoy any of the money. Hopefully you'll have a 401k or some type of investment plan, but schools don't teach any of that along the way. In fact, I know friends that are in the financial sector that they don't even learn about, um, you know, how to diversify, how to, you know, trade stocks and things like that. They just learn the basic principles. So this book really breaks down what financial freedom is and how you can acquire it. Robert Kiyosaki, the author, is from Hawaii, and his father, his real father, was a working man. 
you know, he um he was a teacher and he had uh he had multiple jobs when he growing up and he never really grasped the concept of, of finances and he talks about how his family struggles in the book. But growing up he found a mentor, someone who owned businesses, and he relayed how he was making money to him and it changed his life and you know how the rich really use their money to work for them and not working for the money. The money goes to work. So they get money, that money goes to work for them, and then that money brings back more money. And that's the concept of, you know, multiplication and um, financial freedom if you if you invest right. And the book goes into real estate investments, stock investments, um, a portfolio, having a portfolio set up, um, even talks about wills and, and trusts. It's a really deep book, and I would recommend it to anybody, not only just getting out of school, um, but starting out or just, you know, creating wealth just for generational wealth. Um, it, it's pretty much on everyone's list who I know who is a financial advisor, financial guru, is to read this book to understand. Um, he has other books, too, like the Four Money Quadrants, which really break down how um, you know, you can be a business owner, but still be broke because you're putting all your time in and not, you know, having your money work for you. Like you can be a business owner who is not really there and has his money working for him. Um, then you have the passive investor, the person who's never there, doesn't have to be there. Um, and then you have the regular worker who has to be all there and all the time to, to put his hours in and get his money. So, Robert Kiyosaki is, by a lot of people, considered a financial guru, genius, has many seminars all over the world. Um, he's been doing it for years and years, so I would definitely recommend that book. Moving on to number two, The Five Love Languages. So this is a book that was recommended for for me um, by my therapist and by a lot of other people who I had um talk to just in life they have you ever read the five love languages it, it would come up in conversation what's your love language and i was one of them people that's kind of skeptical it's like ah, one of them books like you hear about it all the time people talk about it it's like overused like what's my love language like does that really matter and when i had some time to actually read this book during the pandemic it really opened up my eyes um to how people love, how people appreciate love, and how people receive love. And the book really goes into um, everything about, you know, love. And the five love languages, if you are not familiar, are positive affirmations, gifts, acts of service, physical touch, and quality time. So mine's personally is words of affirmation and um, acts of service. So just to break that down, I like being told that I'm good at things or, you know, I like words that build me up and acts of service. I like when people do nice things, kind things, um, not just material things, but just, you know, just the thought that counts type of thing. So that, you know, helped me to understand that everybody loves different and everybody sees love in a different capacity. So I would recommend that book to anybody that's seeking a relationship, that's in a relationship. Um even a friendship. People love different in a friendship. You know, your mom might be a person that loves gifts and, you know, <laughs> you give her calls and things like that and spend quality time. You think that's enough, but her love language might be a gift. It might be something inexpensive, 
but she'll love that more because that's how she receives love. So just to, you know, to understand how love is and the author of, of that book is Gary Chapman. He really breaks it down um, very efficiently. And that uh, it's just a wonderful book. And between, you know, relationships and work, career, family, romantic, um, I think this book can be used in all different aspects. It sold over 12 million copies. And I know for a fact that therapists, couples counselors, marriage counselors use this book as an intro to be able to counsel um, couples on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, <laughs> yearly basis. It's a it's a guide and a blueprint. So I would definitely recommend that for your emotional growth. So number three is I put two books for this and both are by Charlemagne the God. Um, if you're not familiar with him from the Breakfast Club, mental health advocate, uh, philanthropist, um, and both of his books, Black Privilege and Shook Ones, uh, helped me with my mental growth. So Black Privilege, if you're not familiar with the book, um, was just about his growth as a shock jock, you know, DJ, somebody who started off as kind of a knucklehead, South Carolina and just grew his career to the mogul that he is today. And what that provided for me is just a, you know, a success story that, you know, anybody can make it from anywhere. He's from Monk's Court in South Carolina. Nobody knows where that is except for where he's from, you know, him and Pastor Stephen Furtick. And, you know, he put that place on the map just by being himself. It really talks about being your true, authentic self. He always talks about Use your truth so nobody can speak your truth so nobody can use it against you. That was one of the things that I learned in the book about, you know, just adversity and going through different things in life and how you're going to get tests. But at the end of the day, God has you. He's going to direct your steps. And in his will and time, you'll get to where you need to go and just enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. So I got that from Black Privilege and from Shook Ones. It's about anxiety. It's about anxiety. It's about depression. The title of the book is Shook One's Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me. And in each chapter, he breaks down different forms of mental illness from depression to PTSD to anxiety. Um, and he relates it to everyday struggles that we go through, like black annoyed. It's being a black person and being paranoid. When you see the police come behind you and their lights on, you get black annoyed, you know, from Tamir Rice to Trayvon Martin to George Floyd. You know, we have PTSD as black people by the seeing the police or hearing about incidents where um, you know, youth and black men, black boys, black bodies, black women are killed by the police and seeing that gives us anxiety and we have PTSD. So he breaks it down in the book from his perspective and also has a psychologist um, who he tasked with going into the chemical imbalances and the actual stimuli that, you know, are created in the brain when we go through this and how, you know, anxiety uh, creates these complications so you know we make irrational decisions and I just really think it's real well placed within culture and science so I would definitely you know just recommend that book um, and for me why I really love this book and why it's on my list of um, growth for mental is it got me to book a therapy session so 
before this, I wasn't, I wasn't against therapy. I had couples therapy. I had tried to find my own therapist and kind of gave up. But through listening to his story and reading his book, I was like, yo, I got to give therapy another shot because to see his growth and to hear how it helped him, I knew that, you know, it was time for me to reach out for somebody. So I'll always look to that as like, yo, that was kind of like my gateway to therapy. It broke the stigma, in my opinion, to uh, to actually um, get into where I needed to be. And um, number four would be relationship goals. So relationship goals is... So number four is relationship goals and relationship goals is on my list for spiritual growth. Um, It taught me about how our relationships with anybody translate to our relationship with God and how first we must have a relationship with God. And through that relationship with him, it strengthens our other relationships. Um, God not only leads us in our relationships with other people, and you know designs the perfect relationship how he has a relationship with us through his son through the holy spirit but it really is a blueprint to romantic relationships and friendships um in the godly sense it's um he talks about michael todd is the author and he's also the pastor at transformation church in tulsa oklahoma and he really goes deep into intentional dating, how to move on from past mistakes, relationships, what the Bible says about sex, um, why the best friendships have God in the center. And he also had a series previously called Relationship Goals, and then he did Relationship Goals Reloaded, where he kind of combined a lot of the sentiments and things that were in the book into actual sermon form. So you can go and listen to those on YouTube, on transformation church's page but the books just kind of breaks it down like i said in more of a blueprint um role and you know for me for myself i've you know i failed in relationships i've been in different relationships and you know had to learn different things and you know here on the b podcast we always say there's no losses it's only lessons so those were definitely lessons that i had to learn to make me into the man i am today but i don't discount those lessons i don't put those to the side. I learned those, put them in the back of my mind and then just say, hey, how can I do better the next time? So relationship goals speaks about all of that and just having a godly, you know, pure, intentional relationship with your your partner, because honestly, the person that you choose to be with will will dictate or impact your purpose. They'll impact your family if you know, if you guys decide to have children, it'll impact generations down the line. Um, so it, it's a very important thing, the person that you choose to be with, whether you're male or female. So I definitely recommend that book if you're not only looking for a relationship, but just um, seeking to understand what a godly relationship looks like. And um, Pastor Mike and his wife, Matt, Natalie Todd, are amazing uh, representations of a godly relationship beautiful children beautiful family um and they talk about openly their their struggles and what he struggled with what she struggled with in the book and she's in the book as well um narrating things telling her side of the story telling you know her perspective as a woman as well so i feel like that was really good to get the back and forth between the couple. So definitely recommend that book 
And that's on the, the lines of spiritual growth as well as emotional growth. So the fifth and final book that I have, I love to have a book that was talking about physical um, because, you know, I'm, I'm all about the, the, the five, the, the, the growth in the financial area, the spiritual area, the emotional, the physical and the mental. But this book, Solve for Happy, is a book that um, really blessed me and helped me to grow in just all areas of my life. Um, and the book is by Mo Guate. I hope I'm saying his name right. He was a ex Google X engineer and um, former chief business officer over at Google. And Google had this special division called Google X where they would take these insane projects and crazy off the wall things and come up with them. Like, I don't even know what they did over there because it's very complex. The hardest things that um, the engineers the um, would, would come up with would go to Google X. So they had the most skilled engineers and he was the leader of that division under Google. So you can imagine the amount of success this man had, the amount of influence, the amount of money, the amount of fortune. He was getting paid to be Google's Google X chief business officer. So in the book, he really dives deep in talking about just um, just growth, showing gratitude, overcoming tragedy. And just as a spoiler alert, his son actually dies tragically. Um, his son was around 21 and, you know, he was at the top of his career. He had everything he he wanted staying in Dubai. And if you've seen movies or pictures of Dubai, very, very affluent neighborhood, a very, I'm sorry, city, um, and, and one of the most affluent in the world. And, you know, he, he had all the cars you can think of, beautiful home, everything you can imagine. And he lost his son and he wanted to come up with a formula for happy. He wanted to solve happy. And in his book, he goes through so many different trials and trying to cope with his son's death and trying to get back to finding a sense of peace, not only with his son's death, but with life and enjoying life and being happy in life. And I just think it's a phenomenal book because I've not only struggled with not being happy, but not being fulfilled in life, not feeling like I was enough not having gratitude for what I have here now. And that's really what the book is all about. Um, and he's he's stripping down um, just all the things that go on in our brain that keep us from happiness. And he's pointing that at the overall concept that we can enjoy the present now. And it's really no way to, to break the book down into words. You, you have to read it. Um, it is a heavier read. It's more than 300 pages. For me, that's a heavier reader because I'm I'm not a, you know, read every single day type person, but I pick up a book, try to read at least one a month um, and get the most out of it. I'm not a fast reader at all by any chances. Most of the books that I consume are between 175 and 300 pages. So this was on the, the longer end, but I enjoyed every single page and I learned something from it. So I would definitely recommend Solve for Happy. And wrapping up, I have a couple of honorable mentions on my list. Um, the first honorable mention is Finding Love After Heartbreak by Stefan Speaks. Um, he is a author. He is a poet. 
Um, he is a YouTube star, um, YouTube personality, an Instagram influencer, um, and a relationship coach. And his book, Finding Love After Heartbreak, helped me during a season of heartbreak. And he really breaks down um, the stages that you go through during heartbreak and how to kind of get over that, how to heal from that. So I would recommend that book, The Truth About Men by Devon Franklin. Um, Devon is a Hollywood producer and a husband, and he is breaking down the stigmas that concern men and what it means for manhood and, you know, how we use our manliness in the negative and in the positive. So I would recommend that one for mostly for men, but also for women, for understanding men, for understanding their man or their son or their, you know, their spouse. So um, the last book that I would recommend is some of my honorable mentions is Unlearned by Humble the Poet. Um, this was an excellent book that I read about two years ago, and it really is about unlearning the things that we have learned that hold us back in life. And you know, just an excellent read. Every single page has something new. It doesn't break it down into chapters, but it breaks it down more into sentiments, um, things that we've learned over life, things that he learned, things that he has stories about. He's a well-traveled individual, very deep guy. I follow him on Instagram. Um, just an excellent read overall. So not a long episode, guys. You know, my only homework is for you to pick up one of these books. Um, it's amazing books on this list, amazing authors. You can pick one, start reading it. Um, let me know your feedback. Let me know how you feel about the books. Let me know how you feel about the list. If you've read any books, um, you can hit me on IG, King James underscore two underscore you. And let me know what you feel, man. Thanks for listening to the B podcast. I'll see you guys next week.